you are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football with your host of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Find Chris every day, Monday through Friday, 3, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time at the Team 980 on the Radio.com app and cover your Washington football team on WashingtonFootballSI.com. Find me at Locked On Bucks four days a week and then also writing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at BucksNation.com. Find Chris on Twitter at RussellMania621. I am at DHarrison82 and the show is at Locked WFT pod. Welcome as always to our returning listeners. We're glad that you're here with us again to our new listeners. Welcome to the show. We hope you like what you see either way. Please click that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are using to listen to today's episode. Leave us a rating. Lead us, leave us a review. It'll help other Washington football team fans like yourself find the show. Chris, I, I got to sh- send you a shout out. First of all, thank you for giving me yesterday off. Uh, like you said, I was feeling under the weather kind of came out of nowhere. I uh, wasn't really sure what was going on, but I feel much more rested today. I feel much better today. So I appreciate you for doing that well, for me. It was a great episode too. That's good. And thank you. I appreciate it. I missed you. Um, yeah, it wasn't the same. Now I I've gotten used to obviously doing the show with you. So it's, <laughs> it's not the same having, you know, like nobody to bounce things off of, but, uh, we tried to cover a bunch of, uh, material and, and territory. And I tried to save some things and get to some other things. So I don't know if you, if there was anything that uh, you quickly wanted to hit on from uh, yesterday's episode, but yeah, uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, no, I think that you pretty well covered everything. We've got a full slate of things to cover on today's episode as well. Uh, something I will mention, like I always talk about in the beginning of the episode, like you talked about in yesterday's episode, for those reviews and ratings, we've actually received some new ones uh, on the Apple uh, dockets. And maybe next week, maybe at the end of this week, maybe we can find time to read some of those and yeah. show appreciation for those listeners who have uh, followed our request and delivered for us so that we can give them their due recognition. But in the meantime, Chris, speaking of recognition, the Washington football team has decided to move forward with a new plan, something new uh, for the future of the identity, future of the franchise, and that is the creation of a new game day experience uh, coming from the, from the Washington football team. Yeah, so this is a, an interesting situation. And just in summation, the team announced this through their external PR firm today, uh, or I should say on Wednesday morning, that Petra Pope uh, is going to be the senior advisor of the game day uh, and fan ex- engagement experience. And basically what she is most charged with is building a new um, game day program for what will replace ultimately the uh, first ladies of football and, and in us, in us, in, in essence, the cheerleaders, uh, which, you know, the organization has had plenty of issues and plenty of problems with uh, now who is Petra Pope? Well, she is the former manager of the Laker girls and the New York city dancers. And for those that are familiar with the NBA and those two sort of iconic franchises, especially the Lakers, you probably have seen her group and her, uh, students or pupils or, or or the people that work with her and under her program and leadership uh, before, right? I mean, um, so the bottom line is, is that all sounds good that they got somebody with a tremendous track record, uh, none in the NFL, David, but in the NBA, Sterling Gold, all of that stuff. The problem is they apparently forgot to tell the cheerleaders that have been with the organization uh, that they were doing this and that's a problem. So I, I guess I'll ask you first, what is your reaction to, I guess, a new re- redesign 
you know, program and entertainment experience, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, where they're going to mix both male and female dancers uh, and performers. Uh, I personally, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you, I, 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 it makes no difference to me in any way, shape or form. Uh, it's not for me. So I, I don't think I'm going to be the guy that they're looking to impress or entertain. Right. But do you have any issue with anything that they did here? I mean, from a, from a media coverage standpoint, no. I mean, because it really, it's not really something that is going to be covered a lot. It's not going to be something, you know, we're, we're not going to do a rating or a review of their their routines and, and stuff like that during the game and, and all that. So from a media standpoint, no, there's not a whole lot of thought put behind it. But from, you know, a little bit of, of an organizational management standpoint, that's kind of where I have my thought process and this kind of stuff. Um, I really, I really kind of hate seeing organizations uh, avoid the problems, right? So you so you have the issues going on, you have the investigations that are going on involving uh, the ownership and, and some of the senior level management and their treatment of cheerleaders in the past and, and all that stuff. And I, and I understand all that stuff. Uh, for me, the answer is putting in new people, maybe new protocols, new processes to make sure that the safety of those employees, the trust of those employees that have had their trust breached uh, in the past is now protected. Um, to me, this is a little bit of getting rid of the the symptoms instead of getting rid of the problems you know what i mean and but at, now on the same time they come back with this so when I, when I found out they were getting rid of the cheerleaders specifically i was like, okay to me just from a leadership standpoint i'm kind of like okay you're you're just you're just cutting out the problem instead of addressing the actual issue and to me that's that's not really necessarily fair to those who have already had their trust breached now they're also you know out of a job um but then you come up with this and say, okay so you're, you're kind of taking it to a new direction i see that and, and really what you're what you're doing what it looks like is that the organization is taking controversy problems and they're trying to find a way to turn that that negativity into an opportunity for innovation and that's kind of where i see this going now we'll see what the actual execution of it is because obviously there's not a hardwood floor in the middle of an nfl field and you can't put floor dancers you know at the 50 yard line during a timeout or an intermission because you know they put a divot in the grass or something or you know something happens uh you know uh, heaven forbid one of them gets hurt in the middle of a routine or something like that. Now you've got other problems, you've got delays in the game, et cetera, et cetera. So how they're going to integrate this team, I can see some like video graphics coming up, especially during like primetime night games, maybe some light shows with some videos, you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see how they approach it. So now it looks a little bit more like they're adjusting their strategy to address the issue instead of just getting rid of the victims essentially, which to me is the is the wrong answer. But yeah, so there's, there's, there's multiple layers to it, of course. Um, and I saw some social media reactions pertaining to the fact that they're going to have male dancers on this on the squad right. as well i don't know that we have time at least not in segment one to dive into that part of it um but you know that's that's a whole other layer that some people are reacting to as well yeah i, I mean i don't i like that does not bother me that does not make any impact on me whatsoever it, i like what you said about kind of removing the problem uh you know but i i would say that you know no matter what they did probably was going to meet resistance yeah, uh and the bottom absolutely. line is this um, you know, they have far greater issues still to clean up than this. And, um, you know, to me, this is just a, a, a surface type step. Uh, this is a surface type change. Uh, and it really is, uh, not a huge, a huge game changer for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, the one thing that really bothered me, I guess, if you believe the, the cheerleaders that have been with the squad, they did not get notified personally or by a group. Yeah. And, and they were basically like, oh my gosh, we just found out about this on social media. If you believe them, if you believe them, and I have no reason to not believe them, but I, you know, it seems like something 
that probably wasn't the right thing for the organization to do if indeed that's how they did it. All right. Uh, we will try and get back to that. We are the Locked On Washington football team podcast, and we are brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. That's right. Whether you have a foreign car, a domestic car, whether you have an old car, a new car, whether you're looking for something major, a major part or something vanity, uh, new carpeting uh, for your tires, rims, whatever it might be. There's only one place that you should go, rockauto.com. They're not going to charge you the big, big market prices like the auto parts superstores are going to because they're going to treat you the same as everyone else. They're going to treat you fairly. They're going to treat you like family because they're a family business and they've been in the auto parts industry for over 20 years. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone. That's right. No matter what you need and no matter who you are. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. February was Black History Month and the Locked On Podcast Network honored the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. During that series, they had multiple discussions, including one on protests in sports across the leagues and another on the discussion of importance of black history in sports, what's been achieved, and the important work left to be done, all in discussion forum on the Locked On Presents podcast feed. Subscribe to Locked On Presents on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, David Harrison, along with Chris Russell, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you back with us. We thank you for listening. Good to have David back. So, David, while uh, you were out, we did a couple of different stories, and we talked about you know a guy like Richard Sherman who might be coming back. I remember at the end of a 2012 playoff loss, uh, and Robert Griffin III had, at that point, torn his knee up, uh, and the Seattle Seahawks had completed a comeback. There were two guys that were uh, on the field at the end of the game, barking at each other and basically ready to throw down. Richard Sherman, who, again, we talked about the possibility of him coming uh, back uh, here. But then there was Trent Williams, who was mm. the a mix of that. I know we touched on Trent uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago in our free agent focus. And, you know, we kind of discussed the possibility of him coming back. What surprised me here uh, is really seemingly out of nowhere on the Kevin Sheehan podcast. Uh, and I work, you know, with Kevin, uh, of course, at the team 980 and Kevin's a really good interviewer and he and Chris Cooley have a really good relationship. So they talk all the time. Cooley basically said this about Trent Williams. He said, quote, I was thinking about it. I could see Trent coming back. And basically, Kevin said, whoa, wait a second. There's no way Dan Snyder would allow that. And Cooley said, I disagree. He said, why? Trent Williams' enemy number one wasn't Dan. Trent Williams and Dan Snyder share enemy number one. And that was a direct reference to disposed of team president, Bruce Allen. So I ask you this, I mean, this is to me opinion. Chris Cooley right now is not involved in any way, shape or form with the organization. That doesn't mean that he's not talking to somebody, but I know he and Rivera, you know, are, are not buddy, buddy or anything like that. It's not like he's getting this from Ron Rivera. I I feel safe in saying that. I, I think this is more opinion and I still don't think it's possible when Chris Cooley says something like that, what do you make of it? 
Uh, it's interesting, and it's it's definitely something that gets your get your ears perked up. You know what I mean? And, and Chris has he has, he makes a lot of good points, and and in the article uh, that was written about it, like there's there's some interesting, like you kind of mentioned, Trent Williams is still connected to players that are on the team, and so he has the opportunity to kind of you know get away from quote unquote enemy number one, get away from the franchise a little bit. He has still said that uh, you know he hopes to to be honored by the franchise in the future and all that stuff. And, you know, those friends, Morgan Moses are guys, you know, and that's that's kind of a stand up guy on the team that, you know, is going to give him the truth and give everybody the truth. And, you know, I guess kind of never say never, you know, but I don't think Ron Rivera is the type of guy that really is, is looking to turn the clock backwards. I think he's kind of always looking to turn the clock forward. And then you do have the problem of the salary cap hit. Yeah, Washington does have a good amount of cap room and, you know, left tackle is a, a very desired position for any NFL team, but especially one that doesn't have an answer there and they definitely don't have one you know, current, current day, especially not one that's as good as Trent Williams uh, coming off of a pro bowl season. I mean, there's a lot of good reasons to say that it could happen. And I mean, it would be a story like there, that would be some, some good press for Washington football team. You know, if, if Trent Williams can forgive everything that happened and went there and, and kind of go back home, even though they say you can never go back home mm -hmm. and then, you know, even better be successful, maybe make a playoff run. I mean, that would be a story that would definitely help the franchise. So there's a lot of good angles there. But it just it, it you kind of still have that pessimistic view because in professional sports it just usually doesn't happen that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and here's the one thing that you know I think Cooley is forgetting about is Trent Williams. Basic, and uh, we touched on this a couple of weeks ago. Trent Williams basically flipped the bird to Ron Rivera and said, "No, no, I don't want to be here." Ron wanted him to be a part of the team still. And, and Ron was willing to clean the slate. Ron just wasn't willing to give Chris uh, Trent Williams all sorts of guaranteed money in the final year of his deal. Trent wanted guarantees, not necessarily an extension. And he basically told Ron he wouldn't play for him unless Ron gave him a certain amount of guaranteed money. So, um, you know, the bottom line is Trent Williams has had an opportunity to play for Ron Rivera and did not want to do so under the condition set. It, this is not, well, he hasn't talked to Ron Rivera. He hasn't met. He doesn't know Ron Rivera. No, he he has, you yeah. know? So I would be stunned. I've got to be honest with you. Stunned if this is even a consideration in the building. Yeah, I mean, because it seems like, you know, just going off of what you've said before and the way that Ron Rivera came about, you talk about with Brandon Scherf, how he wanted, you know, everybody that wanted a new contract was going to have to kind of, be patient and let them get to know them first. They weren't just going to, you know, dive headfirst into the pool with a guy and say, yeah, let's marry you for five, six years to this franchise. Mm -hmm. You know, my first year coming on the job, I want to get to know you first. And maybe Trent just took that a certain kind of way. Like, you know, I've been here, I've established, you know, I'm known around these parts and, and you're not, you're the new guy type of thing. But I mean, the, the hierarchy of work is there for a reason, you know, the players work for the head coach and so on and so forth. And that's, you know, if, if that's the head coach's decision, and you as a player don't want to get on board with that program, then that things happen that like it happened, like you got traded. Um, so again, coming back, I mean, I like, they don't, like you said, they don't know each other anymore now than they did before because Trent Williams really kind of closed the door on that opportunity. Right. So if Trent Williams comes back knocking, wanting 44 years, I can't remember what the number was quoted, but like four years, $60 million or something crazy like that. I don't, I don't see Ron Rivera, saying, oh, well, I didn't know you last year. I still don't know you this year. But, yeah, now let's go ahead and pay you the money you want. Right. Um, I don't I don't really see that. So that's why it's like while Chris makes a lot of good points and it would be a really good, cool story to talk about because of the way that things went down, because of what we do know about Ron Rivera, at least, and, and what I know about Ron Rivera more than I know about Trent Williams, it, it just doesn't feel like a thing that could actually happen. And I agree with you. I mean, um, you know, again, I, I'll, I'll just say this. 
you know, if this was just about Bruce Allen, I probably wouldn't say, I would probably give it a chance. But the fact of the matter is, is this is about, again, Trent not wanting to play for Ron Rivera, uh, or at least not wanting to play on those terms. And, and, And here's another thing, just real quickly, you know, Trent had a great year in San Francisco, but again, you know, he was, I mean, he was on, often on the COVID list. He had a little bit of an injury, I, you know, like he's got a long injury history. His body is pretty beat up. Do you want to go three, four, five years, whatever it might be as a free agent left tackle that is generally, again, regarded as one of the best when healthy, but he's not healthy a lot. And, right. you know, to be honest with you, you know, the body can break down at any point as it could for anybody, but especially for a guy with the mileage that Trent has on him. I don't know if I were, if I, if I were a, a heavily betting person, I'm a betting person, but if I was a heavily betting person, I probably wouldn't put any money on Trent Williams returning to Washington anytime soon. Uh, probably looking at like a one day contract type of deal at the end of his career. If, if that even, we'll see what happens when that time comes. Uh, but you know, the reports come out today or on Wednesday, Chris, that this offseason could be really, really interesting and that there could be a lot of moves made towards the beginning of the year, the newly year, talking trades, talking releases and cuts and all that kind of stuff. And all those moves, where are they going to spark? They're going to spark prop bets. And if you want to get in on some of those prop bets, you go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to get in on all your sports action. If prop bets aren't your taste, we've, they've still got you covered for NBA games, college basketball, NHL action, baseball is getting into it. And Bet Online even has you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Or you can just take the money line, or you can take points or leave points or however you want to do it. Bet Online's got you covered for all of it. They've got all the new scores and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you sign up, make sure you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. So you deposit $100, use promo code Locked On, you get an extra $50 on top of it to play with. That's a 50% welcome bonus using the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, hello, i David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And after you're done listening to us, we suggest that you go check out the Locked On NFL podcast. And Thursdays on Locked On NFL are must-listen. Ryan Tracy, Jake Liskow, they break down teams from across the NFL from an analytics and team-building perspective. Get the expert analysis on your favorite teams from Ryan and Jake every Thursday. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, wrapping up today's episode uh, David Harrison, Chris Russell here for the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, and we're going to wrap it up with a free agent focus profile, but we're also going to talk about the news that the New York Giants have released veteran wide receiver Golden Tate and per Ben Standig. Uh, Golden Tate, going back to 2014, signed a really big free agent contract with the Detroit Lions. The GM at that time, Chris, Martin Mayhew, Golden Tate had his only Pro Bowl selection that season. Do you see this as a possibility coming up for the Washington football team? Yeah, I do. Uh, not just because of the Mayhew thing, but because Tate can work out of the slot. And the Washington football team uh, is looking for an upgrade in that area because Steven yeah. Sims Jr. just probably isn't going to be it unless he uh, has a major change in terms of uh, a couple of different things, um, you know, moving forward. And yes, they moved Terry McLaurin uh, around out of a slot. Uh, last year, but, you know, ideally you want to be able to move Terry by 
design, not by need, in and out of the slot. And you don't want to kind of overtax him, if you will. Um, so for that reason, yeah, and the Martin Mayhew situation and connection, the problem with all of this, David, the way I see it is, you know, Golden Tate had all sorts of kind of disciplinary type mm-hmm. issues with, with with Joe Judge last year. And as a matter of fact, he was suspended for a game uh, and told to go home. And I think it was the first Washington game uh, that I was at at MetLife Stadium. He did not play uh, because of that particular situation. It was after a Monday night football game. And he was a little bit mad about something about catching a touchdown pass or not catching enough uh, passes. And basically they told him to go home and, and, and well, he didn't play. So uh, to me, he doesn't necessarily scream out culture and culture right. fit. That doesn't mean Washington won't have any interest. Uh, obviously, there's, again, that familiarity. But I wouldn't go here, especially if we're talking about big money. If we're talking about a one-year kind of small deal, maybe I could see it. Yeah, I mean, I think as a general manager, you're always kind of looking for for value. And, and as much as Mayhew probably likes Golden Tate, I mean, you know, I, 2014 to 2021 it is a long period of time so that those – those feelings could have changed just from what he knows and from what he's heard and, and all that stuff in that time period since. But if that relationship is still there, or that affinity is still there, there's definitely a need on the Washington football team and being released, you know, by a team like this, depending on what the market looks like. I mean, with, with the names of the free agent wide receivers out there, you can't imagine he's gonna be one of the first ones plucked up. Uh, and then the draft is, is super talented, full of uh, potential rookie playmakers as well. So Golden Tate really is kind of being dumped into a very full swimming pool, full of talent. So He's not going to be the biggest fish in that pool. Uh, it could be interesting to see what happens. I think that the 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 advantage that Washington has in this situation is that you already have a little bit of a history with him and knowledge of who he is as a as an individual as a human being. But then you also have the ability uh, being released. He he's he's not subject to tampering rules and all that stuff. So you can have multiple conversations with him if you need to. Maybe set up a Zoom with Ron. Kind of go over those things, right? There's two two sides to every story. There's mm-hmm. there's you know one side here, one side there, and then what do they always say? The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Get the two men together and see if it's something that they can they can work out. See if you can get the truth out of Golden. Say, hey, look what happened here. Because you're right, Golden Tate is not a guy that is is not without his own baggage. You know, and, and when you're trying to develop a team, you kind of don't want that baggage uh, to come up. So it's interesting. You could see why they would at least have the conversation as far as whether it turns into a sign thing. You hit it right on the head. You know, it's got to be a team-friendly deal. It's probably got to have a lot of incentives uh, laced in it. And those incentives, typically, not only do they motivate the player to play better, but they also motivate him to behave better because mm-hmm. if he's not getting reps because he can't get along with coaches, he's not reaching any of those incentives. Yeah, very well said. No doubt about it. And, you know, certainly, again, uh, that'll scare you in a heartbeat. But, like you said, maybe because he's available now, Uh, They can spend a little extra time together and kind of see how it goes. Uh, All right. As we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast, uh, next up on our pro football focus free agent list uh, and trying to find a match with the Washington football team is Desmond King. 26 and change uh, was with the L.A. Chargers, got off to a good start in his career. Then ultimately some things uh, went wrong, wound up with the uh, Tennessee Titans. Uh, and wasn't very good, quite honestly, uh, last year. So I I would ask you this, do you go back to the well in terms of what he was once with the Chargers, or, you know, do you kind of stay away and say, well, if something happened in Tennessee, it's probably not a good something, and you kind of stay away from something like this? Yeah, I'd probably stay away from Desmond King, and it's unfortunate because he's someone that, 
uh, was looked at as probably being you know pretty well uh, on his way to a very solid NFL career in, in, when he was coming out uh, in the NFL draft and then in, earlier on in his time with the Chargers. And then I don't I don't know if it's an attitude thing. I don't know if it's a work ethic thing. I don't know like really what the disconnect is. But I mean, when you look around the landscape in the National Football League, you don't get a much better of a player's coach with a defensive mind than you do Mike Vrabel out there in Tennessee. So if he can't get kind of the best out of out of a young guy like that, it's there's there's probably a reason for it. And you know, you had the old adage of three strikes you're out, so maybe he deserves and he does deserve another chance. But again, if I'm looking at building a team, I'm not looking to bring a whole bunch of guys in that have these kinds of question marks. I want guys that at a minimum, I know that they're good character people that are going to come in and give me the maximum effort. If we don't get the talent to mesh with the scheme, that's one thing. But if you have questions coming into the relationship about effort and about work ethic and all that stuff, and that's where you kind of go back to Golden Tate, the, the theme just kind of seems to be there. Me, personally, I don't roll the dice on those guys. I'm looking more to go forward with the guys that have shown that they can be quality players and, and parts of the team. If you look across the NFL, really, that's kind of the formula around the NFL. I mean, you don't see these teams, like the, the teams that have the Odell Beckham juniors, like, yeah, they might make it to the playoffs, but they're not really making a whole lot of noise once they get there. You know what I mean? So you really want the guys to kind of come in, they grind, they leave their head down. They, they let the fame come with their production on the field versus going out and trying to find it in other ways. And I'm not even saying that Desmond King is necessarily a spotlighter, but just kind of overall, you know, the, the mentality has got to be there. And I don't think Washington is looking for guys with question marks. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Coming up on the next edition, uh, we'll get into more uh, free agent focus and free agent Friday. That's right. Uh, and we'll have a question for you that we'll throw out on Twitter. You can follow David at dharrison82, at dharrison82, me at Russellmania621, the podcast at LockWFTPod. Uh, just make sure you tag all of us so that we have a better chance of seeing it. Uh, you want to put a hashtag Friday, free agent Friday. Friday on there. Uh, absolutely go ahead. Uh, we're going to probably look at a couple of defensive backs uh, that may or may not become uh, available as we kind of work our way through the new league or to the new league year and to free agency. But thank you very much for being with us on today's episode. Thanks to Rock Auto. Uh, com, and thanks to betonline.ag. And most importantly, thanks to you for being a part of the show and for listening and sharing and rating and reviewing and spreading the love. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. We'll see you on the next edition. Be good.